I want to thank you for joining us today. We trust that God will use this presentation to bring God's life-giving presence into your life. We are in a season of miracles. And at the end of the year, we always do a miracle offering. That's been happening during this Christmas season. As a result, even in a COVID year, we are over $70,000 that's been given to the miracle offering. And much of that is going to be matched for the purpose of helping us to partner with Project Rescue to rescue women and children from sexual trafficking around the world. Plus, an outdoor playground that's going to minister to families right here in our own community. And we're gonna help with homeless ministry, the Family Promise Ministry right here in Hendricks County. So it's still an opportunity for you to get in on it, yet this week our miracle offering continues until December 31st, again with much of these funds being matched so your dollar turns into two as a result. You can give online, of course, and uh, we're going to make a difference at this Christmas season and this new year across the street and across the world. Now today is unique. It's an online only special service. You're going to hear from a couple members of our staff as we share from our home right there into your home perhaps this weekend. And I believe that God has a word for you today. Hey C fam, I want to welcome you into my home today. Uh, today we're doing something different uh, than what we've done before. And one of the reasons is it's the last Sunday of the year. And we thought it would be awesome to look back over this incredible year of 2020 uh, that we've had together and what it's been like. And so I want to welcome you to this experience today as we reflect and we look at some of the lessons we've learned. I hope you've learned some lessons. One of the things that we've learned is live streaming our services this year to be able to bring a broadcast that we have not uh, been able to do before 2020. So it's forced us out into a new domain. It's, it's helped us to learn some things that we weren't doing before. And uh, so it's been incredible in that way. It's been incredibly challenging at the same time, and I'm sure it has for you. And um, we have been praying like crazy for people through this whole pandemic situation and just believing God to get us through to the other side. And I believe he'll do that for you today 
even as you tune into this broadcast. And so one of the things that we want to do is look at some of the opportunities that we've had to grow as a church, how God's spoken to us, how he's challenged us, he's pushed us outside the limits of where we were before. He's helped us to grow, um, develop our faith, and to uh, learn some wisdom, but also gain comfort uh, from his presence in our lives. And one of the things that we have learned through this whole COVID-19 and 2020, all that it's brought to us experience is the comforting power of the Holy Spirit. Uh, I want to assure you today that that same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, the Bible says it dwells in us. He's in us. That's what Christmas is about, is God coming to us. And so today we celebrate his presence. And one of the series that we did this year that probably got as many views as any message series that we've ever done before is on the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is a helper to us. And one of the ways that he helps us, the Bible says, is he's our teacher. Take a look at this clip. Here's the next thing he'll do is he won't just guide us, but he will teach us. He will teach me. The Holy Spirit wants to teach me what he has to say. Here's what the Bible says. But the counselor, the Holy Spirit, let's read it again. John 14, 26, whom the Father will send in my name. What's he going to do? He's going to teach you. So he's not just going to counsel you. See, the first thing John says is he says he's a counselor. So he's going to guide us. Uh, He's going to, you know, a good counselor doesn't just tell you what to do. They guide you into making a good choice. They guide you into making a good decision. And then he says he'll teach you all things. He's going to teach us. Don't just go through something. Learn something through it. Right? I, I know a lot of people who go through a lot of crud in life, all right? They they go through a lot of junk. They go through a lot of stuff in life. And here's what's more sad than that, is they don't learn from it. And, And so they go through it again. And they go through it again. And everybody else around there is like, now what is the problem? I see the problem. I see what's going on. But they just keep repeating the pattern. You know anyone like that? Maybe you're like that. Here's the thing. Going through this COVID crisis, don't just go through it. Let's learn something from it. Let's grow from it. Let's come out better than we were before. And who can help us to do that? The Holy Spirit. You know, the Israelites, listen to this, they went 40 years in the wilderness trying to learn something. The whole reason they wandered around for 40 years is because they didn't learn something. They came out of Egypt, but Egypt did not come out of them. It took 40 years to work it out. It took 40 years to work it out. My prayer is, God, help me not to take 40 years to work it out. 
right? How about in your life? It's a tragedy if it takes 40 years to learn something. If it takes four years to learn something. The Holy Spirit wants to help us to learn something. He wants to reveal truth to us, Jesus said. He'll reveal truth to us. Well, where's the truth at? The truth, I believe, is right here. Uh, when we read this inspired book, and, the, and like we learned a couple weeks ago, the breath of God breathes out of it. I don't know if you've ever had this experience where you're just reading along, and all of a sudden, it's like, whoa, I didn't know that was in there. Or, wow, I, 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 I'd never read it like this before. Or maybe you're reading, this happens all the time, where somebody, I'll be on Facebook Live, and I'm teaching or, or talking about something, and somebody will say, the Holy Spirit spoke that verse to me today. The Holy Spirit was, or I, I woke up this morning reading that, and now you're talking about it. Have you ever had that happen? See, that's how the Holy Spirit can work, through the Word. And He illuminates it. He enables it to just come off the page so that we're not just reading it. It's reading us. It's, it's helping us and speaking to us. Look at this verse in 1 John chapter 2, verse 27 in the New Living Translation. says, but you have received the Holy Spirit, and he lives within you. So you don't need anyone to teach you what is true for the Holy Spirit teaches you everything you need to know. Isn't that awesome? I'm telling you, you have the Holy Spirit. When you get filled, when you get full of the Holy Spirit, He can teach you anything you need to know. Isn't that awesome? I mean, you just need to shout today. Maybe say amen in the chat because I'm telling you, the Holy Spirit, I didn't say that. The Bible says that. The Holy Spirit will teach you whatever you need to know. And so the important thing is let me learn it. Help me to learn it. I mean, I'm thinking about Peter and how Peter had totally messed up. I mean, you talk about somebody who could just mess it up is Peter. And Jesus said, you know what? You're, you're going to all run from me. You're going to deny me. And Peter says, oh no, these other jokers, they're going to cut out. They're going to bolt on you, but not me. I'll never leave. And, and Jesus said, I'm telling you, Peter, before this night's over, we're, we're not going to have to wait four days. Before this night's over, you're going to deny me three times. And the Bible says he did. He denied the Lord three times. Now, he felt like a failure. In one of the translations that's given of that story, it talks about how broken he was. I can't imagine how he just crumbled. Can you imagine when you know you have denied Jesus like that? You walked with him for over three years, and now a girl accuses you of being one of his followers, and you deny it three times. But isn't it great? We talked about this on Easter, how that when Jesus rose from the dead, the angel said to the women, go tell my disciples and Peter. In the book of Mark, where most scholars believe Peter was the one who told Mark how it went in life with Jesus Peter says, I just want you to know, 
he called my name. He called my name. He didn't throw me out. And I'm telling you, the Holy Spirit wants to help you to hear your name. He wants you to hear that God is speaking your name. He's call- I'm talking to somebody who you've denied the Lord. I'm talking to somebody that you've run away from God. I'm talking to somebody right now that you think you've committed too many sins. You're too wrong. You're too evil. You're too this or you're too that. And I'm telling you, you're too nothing for what God can fix. Your sin is not greater than his grace. Come on now. His grace is greater than your sin. It doesn't make any difference what sin it is. And so here's what Romans chapter 8 and verse 1 talks about how there's no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but they walk after the spirit of God. See, you are freed from condemnation. And do you know who wrote that verse? Another guy by the name of Paul who used to go around killing Christians who started out in the Bible as someone who persecuted the church. And, and so later he talks about, I'm like the worst. I, I, I wasn't just bad. I was bad to the bone, right? Anybody out there bad to the bone? You know what I mean? I, I was bad to the bone. I, I was just, I, I didn't just not like Christians. I went around killing them. That's how bad it was. But listen to what the Holy Spirit spoke through Paul and what he's speaking to you today is there is therefore now no condemnation, no bad feeling over past sins once they've been forgiven by God. When you walk in the Spirit, here's what it says in Romans 8, that you are forgiven, you're washed, you're cleansed, and there's no condemnation today. So don't allow the enemy to condemn you for what God has forgiven you. He's washed you. He's cleansed you. So, see, you can learn something through this pandemic. You can learn something. Maybe just tell somebody there, I'm learning something. I'm learning something. And we're going to grow through this pandemic. So the Holy Spirit wants to teach us something today. He wants to instruct us. He wants to help us. And also, from this same message, we learned that, you know, the reason why Jesus said he's a comforter and the importance of needing a comforter comes when you have discomforting situations. And it's those discomforting situations where we learn the comforting power of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Now, we don't like to go through the discomforting situations to learn that about the Holy Spirit, but we certainly have done that this year. So take a look at this clip on the comforting power of the Holy Spirit in discomforting situations. Here's how I want to wind this up today, all right? Is the reason, listen, the reason we need a comforter is because we get in discomforting situations, right? That's why we need a comforter. Think about it. If it didn't get cold at night, I would need to pull that comforter up. I, w- I would need that comforter. As a matter of fact, when it gets to be summertime, that winter down comforter is too warm for me. 
I can't be having it. But when it gets cold and I need it, it's there. And let me tell you something. The Holy Spirit, when you need him, he's there. But here's the part we don't like. We don't like having to need him. We don't like being in the discomforting circumstances. You know, the COVID-19 crisis hit. And boy, all of a sudden, a lot of people are praying more than they were before. When we got into this crisis, maybe some people are reading their Bible more. Let me tell you something. I'll tell you this about this church. Before this COVID crisis, we had hundreds of people that would come into this building. After the COVID crisis hit, we have thousands of people watching. You see, God has a way of turning what the enemy would mean for harm around for good. I'm talking to somebody today. Let me just talk to somebody. Let me just preach to somebody for a moment that the reason why you're in this situation is so you'll get closer to the Holy Spirit. The whole reason why that that God wants to, to use this situation is to get you closer to him. You don't need him just before it. You need him during it, and you need him after it. See, and what he wants to do is he wants to forge character in your life that will sustain the freedom that he wants to bring. See, some of us, we we need the character yet. It's the reason why they spent 40 years wandering around the people of Israel out in the desert is they weren't ready. They weren't ready and took 40 years to get ready. See, some of you, the reason why you're not over in the promised land yet is you're not ready. And God wants to work on your character so you can sustain the freedom that he wants to bring. If you're in a struggle today, the struggle might be to build the strength that you need to get through. God's trying to use the tension of the moment to increase your muscle power spiritually and to strengthen you so that you'll be ready for the next situation. You talk about discomforting situations. I mean, Paul said, I've been in all of them. I've had all kinds of things. I've been shipwrecked. I've been left for dead. I've been beaten. I've been all kinds of abused. I've been jailed. I've had all kinds of things happen. And look at what he says in Romans chapter 8, verse 31. He says, what then? shall we say in response to these things? Listen, if God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son but gave him up for us all, how will he not also along with him graciously give us all? In other words, if God gave his best already, is he going to hold it back something else? Who will bring any charge against those whom God has chosen? It is God who justifies. Who then is the one who condemns? No one. Somebody say no one. It's no one condemns you. Christ Jesus who died more than that, who was raised to life, is at the right hand of the Father. He's also interceding in prayer for us. Who shall separate us from the love of of Christ shall trouble, oh, Paul knew all about trouble, hardship, persecution, famine, or nakedness, or danger, or sword. Paul's naming a few things that he's gone through and other people have gone through. As it is written, for your sake, we face death all day long. We are considered as sheep to be slaughtered. And then I love verse 37, no, no. 
Everybody say no. No. In all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Listen to this. Paul's got the Holy Spirit inside of him now. He's not who he used to be. He says, for I am convinced, I wonder if you're convinced of this today, that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else, just throw it all in in all of creation, will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Oh, come on, somebody, maybe you want to shout right now because that's who God is and what he came to do. Jesus came to a woman at a well, and he said, you know, could you give me a drink of water? And she says, well, you know, I don't know why you're even talking to me because I'm, I'm not the kind of person uh, normally a guy like you would be talking to because of our differences of backgrounds and the prejudice that's involved in our culture. And he said, lady, if you knew who I was, you'd be asking me for water. And I would give you living water that would flow up from the inside out. The, the original talks about like out of your belly, out of your innermost being. And then we don't have to wonder, well, I wonder what he was talking about. John tells us what he was talking about. John says by this, he was talking about the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit had not been poured out yet. And he says, so he was talking about the Holy Spirit, and he was telling that woman, if you knew who I was, you'd be asking me for something that would spring up inside of you. And that's so much what I want for you through this Holy Spirit series. Listen, that woman had been searching through relationships. She'd been married five times, was living with a guy. She, she'd searched around trying to find fulfillment, trying to find happiness, just like many of you maybe have. And, and she's come up empty. And Jesus says, the reason you're empty is because that's a spot only I can fill and only the Holy Spirit can come into that part of your innermost being. But when he comes in, he'll work from the inside out, from the innermost to the outermost so instead trying to fix it from the outside in some of you need to fix your situation from the inside out by allowing the Holy Spirit to come inside of you and supply what you are lacking when you're hurting I'm telling you just like Paul says when you're hurting there is a healer there is the power of the Holy Spirit to come when you're all banged up by the world and you feel like throwing in the towel it's him who speaks in you know you are more than a conqueror through him who loves you. You are adopted by the child, but as a child of God, when the issues of your life have scarred you up and you feel like you can't go on, it is him who says, no, come on, you can make it, just watch your step, I'll guide you through this, I'll fill you to overflowing with the ability to go through when your dream becomes a nightmare, he can turn it around just like he did for Paul, just like he did for Peter, he can turn it around for you. We all need more of the Holy Spirit. Listen, he's not just a God. He's not just a comforter for looks. 
He's one that can be used in your life to give you what you need today. Well, hey, I'm so glad for the Holy Spirit. He's here. He's there wherever you are in your home or your vehicle or wherever you may be watching this and experiencing this today. And so he's there to guide us, help us, teach us, and comfort us. So I hope you've been encouraged by that once again. Now, our staff is going to come and share some other ideas. I'm going to hand it off to Matt, our kids pastor, and uh, what he wants to share with you today. And then I'll be back uh, at the end of this broadcast to wrap things up. Hello everyone, hope you're having an awesome weekend so far. Welcome to the Lima's living room. Very, very glad that you could join me in this way today because we're gonna have some fun. I mean, that's my job as the children's pastor, right? Is to be able to make sure that what you're learning about is a lot of fun as well. I'm really glad that Pastor Craig was able to share about the Holy Spirit because without the Holy Spirit, you know, there's not much we can do. And truthfully, our relationship with Christ is all about being with Christ, right? And it's about doing things for his namesake and for his kingdom. And it's been a wonderful year to practice those things. I know when I say a wonderful year, it doesn't really feel like it's been that wonderful of a year because we've been through a lot together as all of humanity. But really, God's people have had an amazing opportunity to do unique things that we would not have had the opportunity to do so otherwise. And our relationship with Christ is about doing things for his glory, for his kingdom, and for his namesake. It's not to us or for us that we do what we do, but it is for him that we do what we do. And so as I look back at this year, I take a look at one of my favorite sermon series this year was right in the May and June area where we were learning how to fight. Does anybody remember our fight series? Uh, yeah, that one was definitely my favorite. This is why we were all still at home and doing things only online. And so we got to do some pretty fun and creative things in the kids ministry. Let me read something to you really quick before I continue. And that's from the book of Psalms. And this is one of the scriptures that sums up the entire series and why I appreciated it so much. Psalms chapter 28 verse 7 says this, The Lord is my strength and my shield. In him my heart trusts and I am helped. My heart exalts and with my song I give thanks to him. Now giving thanks is kind of a hard thing to do sometimes, especially when we feel like we already have a lot. I was told once that the more we have, the less thankful we are because we hoard onto it and we try to keep it safe. But we got to do a lot of giving and a lot of generosity this year. I said before that we got to do some creative things in the children's ministry as we learned how to fight, right? How to stand up for what's right, how to uh, trust God to fight for us. It was awesome. Uh, I wore a super silly uh, superhero costume and I dove around stage and tackled stuff. Uh, Beth Ann pretended to be afraid of the dark and we gave her a sword to wave around. It was a good time. Um, but it wasn't just the kids who had a good time too. We also learned that in this series, our adults loved it as well. The fight series was a lot of fun and we learned a lot of important things. Stories like Joshua and Gideon and Jehoshaphat where they were ordinary men that God used to do really cool things. 
because they trusted God to do the fighting for them. They gave up everything that they had in order to see God's kingdom move forward. And when they did, when they trusted God to do the fighting for them, they were majorly blessed for it. And really, really amazing things happen. You'll have to go back and watch some of the series in order to see what I'm talking about. Or I guess we can do that right now. What's up, Crossroads kids? I'm glad to be with you today. I am so glad that you are here with me to practice being a superhero. Oh my gosh, this thing. Okay, I'm taking this off. Hold on, sorry. I don't know how they do it. It's impossible to see in those things. During our fight series, we are gonna learn how to fight. We're gonna learn how to get tougher, how to get stronger, how to get super, super So that we can fight the good fight. All right, are you ready? Here we go. We're gonna get started right away. Jumping into it. Right now, we ain't slowing down. What does it mean to fight the good fight? What is it, why, why do we even say that in the first place? Like, I don't understand what does that even mean. Now before you get all crazy and, and amped up thinking I'm gonna teach you something really cool like a really cool throw or maybe like death by one punch, it's not that kind of a fight. What I'm talking about is a spiritual fight, a fight that God has called us into once we became a part of his family. God asks you to fight on his team for what is right. We can all be on God's team together and show the love of Jesus to everyone that we meet. And that's so cool. God used a regular man like Gideon to do amazing things because God was with them. And God can use you too to do amazing things. Ooh, there's jelly beans in my Skittles. They're old. Yuck. Okay, let's count. You see, Paul also knew that he was in a war each and every day, but it wasn't the kind of war that you fight with your hands or weapons. Instead, it's a war that you fight with your thoughts and your heart. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse three says, I do live in the world, but I don't fight my battles the way that people of the world do. The weapons I fight with are not the weapons the world uses. In fact, it is just the opposite. My weapons have the power of God to destroy the camps of the enemy. Whoa. Them's our fighting words if I ever heard them. We can be super brave and always know that God is with us. We can obey God and do what he tells us to do. And we can also remember that God is like a shield and he keeps us safe, just like our memory verse was talking about. Sometimes you're gonna be so scared that you don't know what to do next. Sometimes you're gonna be so worried about failing that you're not gonna to wanna to take a step forward. Sometimes you're gonna be filled with so much regret for the things that you might have done wrong, but God says, hey, you don't gotta fight those things alone because I am with you. I am going to give you the tools that you need. I'm going to raise you up, you who think is small, you who think is weak, you who you think you can't do anything. God says, you can because I'm with you. All we gotta do is trust him. God has freely given us the empowerment, the tools to reach out and to expand the kingdom. And as we fight for the kingdom of God, which is heaven, right? We, we wanna fight for lost souls to be expanded into the kingdom. We've gotta use those gifts. We can't just hold them into ourselves. 
That's not being generous. God wants you to be generous with those gifts. Just like the disciples were super generous with the empowerment that Jesus gave them the authority to do, Jesus is also giving us the authority to use the same kind of empowerment to reach the lost souls in this world, to expand God's kingdom, to fight for his kingdom. Go and collect the harvest right now. It is plentiful, it is ready. But there are few people who are willing to go out and fight the good fight. So my question for you is this, are you going to sit and wait pretend to be a hero, or are you going to stand up for what's right, fight God's fight, fight for others, for the kingdom of God, and start today? You ready to go be a hero? When we remember that Jesus loves us, we can love others too. We fight to love those who need to know that they are loved by Jesus. Your kids love that series, I'm sure. But we also learned that this is one of our adults' favorite series as well. Um, like I said how we were doing this while we were all still at home, even throughout the year, this was one of our most interacted with series of all of 2020. And I really think it's because this series embraced something that all of God's people are called to do, and that's to fight. It's to stand up for what's right and to not give up no matter the circumstances around us. And Crossroads Church was able to do that in amazing ways this year. We got to watch how we learned about those things, but then we executed those things in amazing ways as well. Uh, if you remember, we hosted a serve day where a whole bunch of our people were able to go into the community to bless others. We did grounds work, we did cleaning, we did organization and uh, restocking of the local food pantry, and we created health kits for Convoy of Hope to distribute to those in need. We partnered with Convoy of Hope to unload a massive truck full of food and to deliver that to those who are in need. We were able to provide breakfast and coffee to our local school systems as they were going back in. We provided lunch for healthcare workers. We did a ton of amazing things. And just a couple weeks ago here in December, we were able to host our Christmas store where we provided Christmas gifts to over 28 families. It was awesome. And then all of the other presents were able to be given to Family Promise for their family Christmas giveaways. Crossroads Church did amazing things. We had a COVID response team at the church ready to go to respond to specific needs that people called in. And these are just a slice of the cool things that God's people did this year. We stood up to fight for what's right, and I've heard amazing stories of God's people blessing those in need in personal ways that weren't shared on the big screen or here with us. And that's because we're not really supposed to take credit for the things that we do. I mean, even though I just talked about how awesome it was. But it's not for our glory, it's for God's glory. Right? God says that we are supposed to celebrate the amazing things that God is doing through his people. And God's people are called to do those amazing things. In the fight series, we learned that we're called to fight not for ourselves, but for others, for the kingdom of God, and we're supposed to start today. I'd like to read one more thing with you before we move on. And that is found in the book of Matthew. Might as well end on Jesus's words, right? Jesus is sending out all of his disciples to do ministry while he's still with them. And he gives them some very specific instructions about how to do it and what to say. He says, go to the lost sheep of Israel because I'm like their shepherd and they need someone to take care of them and you are going to help me do that. 
He tells them in Matthew chapter 10, verses 7 and 8, As you go, proclaim the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse lepers, cast out demons. You received without paying, so give without pay. My friends, 2020 has been a year where we've gotten to practice standing up for what's right and generosity like no other. And I'm pretty sure it's not going to stop here. As we look back at the year we just went through, we can be excited about the year we're going into, knowing that God's kingdom is still going to move forward and we can be a part of that. So that was my favorite part. Thank you so much for joining in me in my living room. I'm going to pass it over to our youth and young adult pastor, Josh Mullen. Welcome to the Mullen Living Room. We are so excited that you could join with us this morning from the comfort of our own home as you're sitting and watching from home today or wherever you might be watching from. Uh, we're just glad that you could join with us this morning. Listen, we learned in 2020 a few different lessons and maybe you learned uh, more lessons than that. But as a church, we learned a couple different things. Uh, one, when we do and we stand for what God says is right, that allows God to do some pretty awesome things through ordinary people. We also learned that church isn't just a building, that the church is all about the people. And then also we learned that when we act courageously through the Holy Spirit and we understand the calling that God has on our lives, that allows God to do awesome and amazing things. Now, to kind of follow suit the rest of the things that you've been watching this morning as you've heard Pastor Craig talk and Pastor Matt, uh, I also have a favorite series from 2020. Uh, my favorite series this year was the Nehemiah series. More specifically, my favorite message in this series is called My Achy Breaky Heart. And I think the reason why is because Ashley and I consider ourselves ordinary people. As a matter of fact, in the Bible, God uses just ordinary people to use extraordinary things, Nehemiah included. And I think that we can find hope in that. Pastor Craig has three points that he talks about in this message. And they're, we need to be able to cry about something. Like, we need to let our heart be broken about something. The second thing is we need to prepare to pray, like praying and fasting. Jesus talks about that in the New Testament, that when we pray and when we fast, which means we need to do those things. And the third is we need to be ready to act. We can do those first two things, but if we're not going to act, then is it really all that important to us? I'm going to read a passage out of Nehemiah chapter 1 that'll kind of kick us in, getting us ready to watch the clips from this message. Nehemiah chapter one, verse one says, in late autumn in the month of Kislev, in the 20th year of King Artaxerxes reign, I was at the fortress of Susa. Hananiah, one of my brothers, came to visit me with some other men who had just arrived from Judah. I asked them about the Jews who had returned from there, from captivity, and about how things were going in Jerusalem. They said to me, things aren't going well for those who returned to the province of Judah. They're in great trouble and great distress. The wall of Jerusalem has been torn down. 
and the gates have been destroyed by fire. And when I heard this, I sat down and wept. In fact, for days I mourned and fasted and prayed to the God of heaven. Let's check out some of the clips from my achy, breaky heart. But Nehemiah, instead of pushing the pain away, chose to let it in. And he just got so broken. He, his heart was broken. Let me ask you today, what breaks your heart? I mean, especially if you're a younger person here today, uh, what breaks your heart? If you want to make a difference in this world, what breaks your heart? Is it children who can't read? Well, is it children who are food-deprived? Is it families that are homeless and without hope? Is it those who are trafficked in sexual trafficking, who are used and abused? Is it impoverished people that have no clean drinking water that you take so for granted every day? Is it people who are bound by addiction, both illegal drugs or legal drugs? that are hostage to that, or, or they are hostage to porn and can't break its influence in their life? Is it kids who are special needs, who are bullied? Is it people who have been abused? Is it spouses who have been abused and they don't know what else they can do and how they can get out of that situation? Or maybe you feel like, maybe I should have a voice for those who have no voice, like the unborn. And I should speak up for them. You know, that's exactly how Nehemiah was feeling. I think it's how missionaries feel. You know, as our missions guest was here today and, and telling us about other people feeling sent and called to go other places, I, I just think that something gets a hold of you and you say, it, those people can't go without the gospel one more day. I know so much gospel and they know no gospel. And that's not okay. That's not all right. I, I can't go back to dinner. I, I can't just go back and live my life now. I've got to do something. And if somebody's going to do something, it might as well be me. You're not just willing to cry, but, but you're prepared to pray then. You begin to take it to God because if it's big enough to cry about, it's big enough to pray about. And, and, you know, some people say, well, all you can do now is pray. Have you ever had a doctor say, you know, I don't know if you're a believing family or not, but all you can do now is pray. I'm telling you, that's what we should have been doing already. Hello? But how many situations have I known of, maybe you've known of, where the person said, all you can do now is pray, but people got to pray. People began to pray and began to pray in force and began to bombard heaven and say, no, they're not going to leave this world. This is not going to happen to them. This is not going to happen to them. We're going to see this turn around. And how many times have I seen God do what no doctor could do? There's no explanation. We don't have a reason. We can't explain what happened. It wasn't the medicine we were giving. We were done. We didn't know what else to do. But you people got to praying and hey, it happened, right? 
If you've seen that, give God praise, right? See, if you've got big faith, then you pray different than other people do, right? If you've got big faith, some of us, our big act of faith and prayer is, oh God, bless this fried chicken that we're about to eat today. In Jesus' name, amen. Heaven and earth just moved, right? Powerful. Is that how powerful your prayer life is? Or are you shaking the heavens and the earth with your prayers? Are you believing God that God is bigger than just blessing fried chicken? Come on, somebody. He's able to turn situations around. He's able to cause the blind to see, the deaf to hear, the dead to come back to life. He's able to do what no other power can do if you'll just engage him in prayer. And so this week, as you come and you cry out to God, let me tell you something. Something can happen when you say, God, would you just reveal your glory? Would you manifest your presence in my marriage? Would you show up in my life? Would you show up in my kids? God, my kids need you. They need Jesus. God, my grandkids, they need you. They need Jesus. God, my community, it needs you. God, would you just show up? Would you show out? Would you show off in this situation? How many know God just might take you up on it? And he might do something that amazes you, that amazes you. So here's the next thing. Here's the last thing you need to do is you got to be ready to act. You know, you, you cry and you pray, but how many know somebody's got to do something? You, you can't just sit in here and say, oh, God, somebody ought to watch babies in the nursery. Oh, God. Send the laborers. God says, I'll send you. Oh, God, somebody ought to give to missions. Oh, the Morrisons, I, I love them and the other missionaries of this church. And oh, somebody ought to do something. And God says, there's $5 in your wallet right now. Hello? Be ready to act. You can't just sit and cry and pray. We had to start the church, right? We couldn't just cry, pray. Oh, God, we don't have anywhere to meet. Oh, what are we going to do? Oh, it's so awful. We moved all the way down here from Chicago, and now we don't have any place to go or whatever. God says, get over to that theater. Talk to those people. Sooner or later, you got to act. If you're going to make a difference in this world, here's what you do. You find out the burden of your heart that God's put on you, and then you begin to pray like never before, and then you get up and put some action behind it, and God begins to bless it. He begins to use it. How encouraging is that? It's awesome that when we allow God to break our heart for something, and when we seek his face in prayer, and when we step out in faith and we act, 
to make a difference. God can use us, ordinary, just regular people, to do some pretty extraordinary and awesome things. Now listen, I hope you've enjoyed your time hanging out with me in our living room here at the Mullen House. Now, let me toss it back to Pastor Craig. Have a happy new year. Well, I hope you were blessed today by these messages. I want you to know that the great comforter is here. He's where you are and he's able to come into your life today. That same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, Paul said, lives in us as we invite him into our lives. And I want to invite you right now to surrender to the Lordship of Jesus. I think it's the best decision that I've ever made in my life and that anyone can make in theirs. And so maybe today through this presentation, through this ministry, uh, you've been touched and God has drawn you to himself. So I'm gonna lead in a prayer and encourage you to just pray it right after me. Just say, Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for sending Jesus to die on the cross for me, to pay for my sin. I know I've sinned, but today I wanna start over. So I ask you to come into my life, forgive me of my sins, wash me, make me new, and give me a home in heaven. Friend, I believe if you prayed that prayer to God, I believe he heard you. And here's one extra thing I'd like for you to do is to just either send us a, a message there on social media, or you can email us at info at crossroads, welcome to crossroads. Dot org and just say, I decided, I decided. Others have been deciding over these last several weeks. You can join those who have made a decision to follow Christ. Again, I believe it's the best decision that you'll ever make. And I'm praying for you to grow in your faith and for you to be a part of our CFAM and be changed week after week. Now, let me just say thanks again for your generosity here at the end of the year. The miracle offering support has been incredible. Uh, your year in generosity again will be matched dollar for dollar to help us reach around the world. And I can't wait to see what we're gonna be able to do as a result. So I wanna thank you, CFAM. We love you. Uh, we're so excited for 2021. Come on, somebody. Happy New Year. We'll see you in 2021.